What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hail Varsity, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We say hi to Jacob Padilla. He is still at Memorial Stadium on the sixth floor. Good Husker backdrop for him at Jacob Padilla underscore on Twitter. Jacob, how's uh, Friday treating you? Thanks for the time. Uh, going pretty well. We got a two for one down here in Lincoln today. Uh, heard from Fred Hoiberg in St. Brice in the morning and followed it up with the, the two new football coordinators. So a lot happening today. Yeah, we will get into Fred and Nebraska tomorrow. Also the prep weekend here in a little bit. But get your takeaways from Coach Satterfield uh, first and then a uh, thought on, on Coach White as uh, it's been a, a talking point here since the hire, that three three five defense. We've just uh, fawned over fullbacks, tight ends, in the huddle the first 15 minutes. Yeah, I just filed uh, the fullback story. Um, I figured <laughs> eh, one of us has to grab it, so I'll, I'll jump on that one. Uh, that that in the huddle portion of it, too. Um, apparently, Satterfield is uh, on a personal crusade to bring back the huddle in football. Um, so I wrote a little bit about that. That certainly stood up. Probably the thing from him that jumped out to me most and, uh, was listening to him talk about Donovan Royola and how he was kind of the one that's like, all right, hey, after spending 30 minutes with him, it's like, we need to keep this guy. Um, just loved everything uh, about him and the way he operated uh, as a coach. Um, talked to, to Matt Rule about, hey, um, we got to make a decision here, and I, I think this should be the guy. So um, I know that that was one of uh, Rule's early decisions that uh, was, um, certainly raised some eyebrows, uh, choosing to, to retain Royola, but um, certainly has a fan in his corner and, in Marcus Satterfield, who is is his offensive coordinator now. Jacob, before we dive too into the nuts and bolts of what Satterfield said today, and, and that was a good take on Ryola, not discrediting you there at all, I just want to get your take. Your favorite fullback of all time is who? <laughs> uh, probably, uh, probably have to go with Janovich because mm-hmm. he was the, the only one that I've covered since they went away after that. Uh, uh, like he's so, an endangered uh, I'll, I'll species. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to go out on a limb and say we're going to go Jano. We love Jano. He was awesome. And I think Les Miles' kid was the last fullback recruited. Yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jacob. Ben Miles, I believe, correct? Uh, yeah. Ben, uh, thank you. I was I was grasping for the kid's first name, and he transferred – down to A&M, I think, and yeah, uh, so uh, Mike Riley uh, at least brought a fullback in, as part of a recruiting class, and no, it, it'll be good, and we're just, we're, we're spitballing, I want to get your take too, and, and Elijah had a good thought last segment uh, with with some, uh, some fullback options for Nebraska, just because you don't have a, a recruited fullback in the running back room. Not that you can't turn guys into that, but if we're thinking out loud here about some of the H-backs or tight ends in that room, who are, who are a couple of guys you think can, can transition and, and be uh, that lead blocker for some of Nebraska's uh, running, running game? 
That's a good question. Um, be curious to see what, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of these guys in that fullback, in that tight end room uh, to begin with. I think maybe uh, Brody Tagaloa, who came to Nebraska as a defensive uh, defensive lineman recruit, I believe, um, mm-hmm. flipped over to tight end. Uh, listen, 6'3", 260. Uh, that could be a guy that kind of fits that mold. Um, uh, that's kind of one that just jumps off the, the top of the page to me. Um, I, I think he probably is uh, the best answer um, for if you're looking for just kind of a big, strong guy that can get in there and uh, pl- uh, clear the way for the running backs. He might be an option. Okay, stick mm-hmm. stick with me here, Jacob. But if you're looking on the defensive side of the ball, that's something you've seen in football as well. You bring the defensive lineman over third and short, you know, third and goal, whatever. You bring the defensive lineman and let him get a push. Wait, well, is there any defensive linemen you look at as a guy that, you know what, he could maybe make it as a fullback? Huh. Um, that's a good one. I know the we, we've seen some guys do it in the past that uh, have moved on. Um it would be a lot of fun just seeing a guy like Nash uh, Hutmacher out there. I don't know that he's would be a, a great option for this. Haven't seen any of these guys really in, in that role. Um, uh, another guy, if we're looking for uh, a guy who has kind of some experience in that, that role, um, maybe a guy like Garrett Snodgrass who played mm-hmm. quarterback, he played fullback, he played whatever tight end. He, you can, he played basically every single position for, for York High School. Um, he's a guy that maybe um, if you're looking for a little bit more of a dynamic option there, as opposed to just the big space eater, uh, Snodgrass on the defensive side of the ball could be an option. Hmm. Sue back in the day was lined up at, at fullback and it wasn't enough for him to rip people apart on the line of scrimmage. He uh, got some, got a running start to do so uh, a few times and even caught a, a couple of passes, I think from Joe Gans. Jacob Badilla is with us. He's at Memorial Stadium. It's Hale Varsity Radio reaction to Coach Satterfield and Coach White, their press conference today. Jacob, before basketball, uh, a thought, what, what stuck out to you about Coach White and the Nebraska defensive side of things? Yeah, I, I, I didn't uh, focus in too closely about kind of the details of what he said, but just kind of listening to the talk, he, the energy, um, the, mm-hmm. the enthusiasm. That certainly translated. Um, sounded like he was really comfortable up there and excited about uh, being here and having this opportunity. Um, and sounds like he's a guy, I think he's, uh, ho- hopefully we get a regular coordinator availability because he sounds like a guy that I think uh, will be fun to, to hear from moving forward. Jacob, what did you make of uh, what both coordinators had to say about the, the, the youth within the, the staffs? I mean, they're both almost the older guys in the room whenever they're both in their, their 40s. So well, what do you make of how they responded to, you know what, Matt Rule wants younger staff and we're kind of for it? Yeah, t- Tony White uh, 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 objected to uh, Mitt Sherman's uh, classification of, of uh, 46 as old for, uh, for Satterfield. <laughs> so do I. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it is certainly interesting the way that, that, that Matt Rule has assembled his staff. And he said, this is what I'm – what I want. And he went out and brought guys that, that fit that mold. And we've seen him. And I think Satterfield talked about it as well, just with the way that rule has helped him throughout his career and the way he's developed him as a, a coach. And I think that's kind of the plan to move forward to do it with others. And you've got those two coordinators there as kind of the, 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 the big voices in the various, in the respective rooms. Um, 
And Rule is going to be involved in a, a lot of that, some of the day-to-day stuff and kind of helping those those younger coaches kind of figure out things as they go, step into, take on some some responsibilities here and there so that they can grow and potentially get, get promotions down the line, get bigger jobs down the line. That's what he's done his whole career and it looks to be the plan again here at Nebraska. Jacob, basketball thoughts as Coach Hoiberg in Nebraska got to have tomorrow. Plenty of season left, but uh, you have – certain road games that are more winnable than others. Nebraska has been really good at home. Uh, shake out this Minnesota Nebraska showdown that tips at 11 tomorrow. Yeah, that's like you said, this is the most winnable road game left on the season, just based on uh, what the schedule looks like. And the, the teams in the big 10, uh, basically everybody in the big 10 is in the top 100 for Kempom. And then there's uh, Minnesota way down there at 191. They're the worst offensive team in the Big Ten, and they're the worst defensive team in the Big Ten. The only team with a, 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 a negative net rating there between the two sides of the ball. So it's a team that they've been kind of ravaged by injuries for a second straight year. Um, and we've seen Jamison Battle, who had a great year last year, averaged 17 a game, shot 37% from three almost. Missed the first four games and hasn't totally been himself since he's come back. Um, he's not not shooting the ball well at all. Um, Dawson Garcia transferred in from North Carolina after starting his career at, at Marquette. He is a Minnesota native, so kind of back at home. Leading them in scoring at 14 a game. Not shooting the ball particularly well from deep, but he ha- is capable of stepping out and knocking down shots uh, as a pick-and-pop threat. Uh, um, those are kind of the main guys. And then Talon Cooper, who... Uh, transfer from Moorhead State has one of the more uh, kind of most interesting shot profiles I've ever seen. He is shooting like almost 56% from three and 38% from two and 51% from the free throw line. So he, he's shooting better from three point range than he is inside the arc or from the charity stripe. Not sure I've ever seen that before. So he's six, four point guard transfer averaging uh, close to seven assists a game. So, Playmaker there. Um, so those are kind of the three main guys Nebraska's going to have to worry about. Uh, and the thing that's interesting is Minnesota's a bad defensive team, but the one thing they do well is they uh, they make it tough for you to score inside the arc. They uh, Their kind of two-point percentage allowed is the strength of their defense, which also happens to be the strength of Nebraska's offense. Um, they don't shoot the ball well from three or the free throw line, but they're efficient inside the arc, largely because of Derek Walker. Um, so it's kind of a strength on strength in this matchup uh, in terms of uh, finding a way for Nebraska to, to be effective inside the arc because that's where they score the majority of their points, and that's where Minnesota's strongest. Jacob, defensively, it feels like Nebraska's had more success this year whenever they've been able to run their opponent off the three-point line, force them to take some mid-range twos. Is that possible, or is that going to be a likely game plan for this Husker team on Saturday? I'm sure that's that's their game plan all, all season long. Um, they got the, the big guy waiting at the rim. Uh, they're going to close out hard, try to chase you off the line. Uh, they've had success with it uh, in multiple games. Minnesota or Michigan State, rather, uh, happened to hit almost every single one they took. Um, I went through and counted. I, I think there were 10 of 15 uh, on the mid-range looks in the first half when they built up that 22-point lead against Nebraska. It looked like a team that had studied Nebraska's um, defensive style and was equipped to take advantage of it. They shot the ball well in that game. I don't know uh, that Minnesota is equipped the same way. Um, We'll see if they can hit those tough shots. Um, I think Nebraska is betting that they won't. And that's kind of the the trade-off. That's what they're going to do all season long. They're not the 
as good as they've been, as scrappy as they've been on defense, they're not the type of team that can take everything away from you. Um, they just don't have the elite personnel up and down the lineup. Um, so they have to win as a team, and they have to they have to kind of pick their poison and uh, hope contested mid-range shots are the ones that uh, Fred Hoiberg is willing to live with. Uh, Michigan State happened to hit them, uh, and that's how they won that game big, in addition to Nebraska not being able to make anything, uh, open or otherwise, uh, on the other end in the first half. So um, that, that'll be the game plan all season long for the most part, and it's, it'll just be a matter of whether or not the other team c- can, can pick it apart and beat Nebraska that way. Jacob, hang on. I want two minutes on the other side, if that's okay, to get your take on Creighton, UConn, and also the prep weekend. Is that all right, bud? Jacob's like, yes, sir. Uh, Get your subscription now. Log on hailvarsity.com backslash offer to get the magazine, to get the digital. That is a wonderful combo for you. More with Jacob Padilla. He's at the sixth floor media center for Memorial Stadium. More with Jacob on the way. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out at Hale Varsity on a Friday presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Jacob Padilla, kind enough to give us a few more minutes. Fellas, I'm being uh, stalked here by uh, the Labradoodle that's at 85 pounds now. And the German Shepherd to my right, right, they think it's uh, it's dinner time. So if I get uh, ripped from my chair, just continue on, please, both of you, uh, as they're, uh, they're, they're eyeing me. Or they just want to hear more what Jacob has to say. I think it's probably a little of both. Jacob, we, we talked Nebraska basketball. Give us the, the rundown here on Creighton uh, as they've been playing better. UConn, I know, stubbed their toe not long ago, but man, UConn's looking like a one seed as you look at their body of work. How do the Jays stack up tomorrow morning? Jacob, you are on mute. Uh, let's see if I can Jacob's on mute. There we oh, go. Re- reset it. There we go, bud. Thanks, Elijah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, UConn was looking like the uh, the best team in the country, and then they suddenly dropped two in a row and come uh, coming into this game against Creighton. On Saturday, obviously looking to, to get off the side. Um, they have a fearsome uh, duo in the middle in Adamus Nogo and Donovan Klingon, a 7-2 freshman. But Creighton has Ryan Kalkbrenner back and looking like himself. And that has kind of transformed everything for the Jays. They've looked so much better. The competition level has fallen off a little bit, and they've gotten Kalkbrenner back. So that it's a different team than they were for the second half of that, that losing streak. Um but I, I'm looking forward like, – I won't be able to watch this one live because Nebraska is playing at the same time. But looking forward to seeing kind of how that, that big man battle turns out because Kalkbrenner definitely got the better of Sonogo the last time they played last season. Um, so – and I know he uh, – and there's some comments there about when Sonogo was kind of picked as the preseason conference uh, player of the year. He's like, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, like he felt confident in his own abilities and – um, so that, that, I mean, that, that'll be a big part of that game. Whoever gets the, the better uh, of that battle in the middle, if, uh, whoever can stay out of foul trouble and continue to impact the, 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 the game will, will give their, give their team a, a big boost there. Um, but it should, should be a fun one on Saturday. Jacob, more surprising in your mind, has it been Creighton's early season struggles or, or Nebraska's relative success, at least on at home, on the home floor 
uh, taking at least Purdue down to the wire, uh, getting a big win over Creighton, getting a big win over Iowa. Uh, what's been more surprising to you? Definitely Creighton struggles. I thought Nebraska had a chance to be something like this um, just based on the, the the players they brought in, the makeup of the roster, the the things that Fred Hoiberg was saying and was highlighting as the kind of the points of emphasis for this team. Um, I thought this is kind of what they had a chance to be where they, they were a scrappy team uh, that would be able to, to pull out some wins more more than they did last year. Uh, and that's kind of what they've done. Uh, they've still got to show that they can make strides on offense in order to be more than that, uh, more than the team that's just kind of uh, annoying versus a team that actually has a chance to make some noise in the conference. But um, yeah, not terribly surprised. The, we've come to find out about the, the illness to Kalkbrenner. Like nobody saw that coming, obviously. And that is a huge part of the team's struggles. Um, Cause you look at the start of that losing streak, it was against two of the best teams in the country at that point um, in Arizona and, and Texas. So those are separate from the, the games that came after that with Nebraska and the, the teams out in uh, the games out in Vegas, where they didn't even have Kalkbrenner at all. Um, and he was sick playing before that previously so um, definitely nebraska uh, nebraska i think i expected that them to be something like this the the Korean struggles uh were a little bit more surprised but they're looking more recently like the team that we thought they could be jacob prep weekend uh what's on the hardwood yeah i uh, i think i'm sticking around tonight to uh to watch uh scott's bluff at waverly i uh, haven't seen either one of those teams that's a lot of uh the class a metro games last week so i wanted to kind of step outside that take take in a different different kind of a different class there um teams that i hadn't seen yet previously so scott's bluff waverly both solid teams in class b um looking forward to seeing them tonight um and man i still still can't make heads or tails of lincoln <laughs> the lincoln high goes and wins the, the 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 hack title and boys and girls shout out to that school um and then they immediately follow up, and the boys lose to, to Lincoln North Star, who uh, it, just looking at the, the Lincoln right now, I, I don't know how you can say who the best team in Lincoln is. Um, all of them are competitive. They're, they're all pretty darn good. And so you got Southeast and Southwest tonight. Um, that, that's yes, we will. That, <laughs> yeah, that, that plays big into that. I think both those teams are struggling a bit offensively uh, recently. Uh, both looking to kind of get out of this rut and get back to looking like the team that we thought they could be coming into the season. Uh, and then Northeast and Southeast, I, I think uh, tomorrow night uh, is one of uh, is on the schedule. So that's another. Um, and then Southwest and Lincoln High, something like that. There, I know there's some some big matchups down in Lincoln this weekend that maybe will offer some some more clarity on kind of the Lincoln hierarchy, or maybe not. Maybe it'll just be more chaos. <laughs> I, I think at uh, any given quarter, you could have a, a wow Lincoln circled, right? A, a wow Lincoln team. East yeah. has looked good. Pius has bounced back. North Star started off pretty decent. Northeast is really good until uh, Bell West uh, kind of flipped the switch pre-break. Southeast has their moments. Absolutely, Southwest has had their moments. And, and then it's about the consistency part of things. and uh, But it's a lot of fun. I mean, Elijah and me and, and Will and uh, Motsi and, and Connor, we've all had a, had a chance to see some really fun matchups this year. But uh, you can also stub your toe, as we've seen, uh, night in, night out. So, yeah, Jacob, we'll let you right. get back to it. Man, thank you so much for 
jump it on with us and give it us a few minutes, and we'll be uh, looking forward to your Husker recap against Minnesota, bud. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thanks. There he is, Jacob Padilla with us on Hale Varsity, uh, doing some OT with us from the stadium. Uh, Brady Oltman's next hour, and uh, Bill Dolman in about 20 minutes. Uh, let's hear a little bit from Coach White and uh, his time in front of the podium today as uh, Coach White was able to dial up a lot of things, uh, specifically opportunity. But let's go with fitting that defense into Big Ten play. Well, we got a chance to play Purdue when I was at Syracuse. And uh, now that's a that's a you know, they were more of the, the, the passing offense right there. But still, in terms of attitude wise, they were a physical team, big team. Um, you know, kind of establish their will at the line of scrimmage, and uh, you know, for us, it was it was just a it was just a different game. But uh, I think nowadays, you know, Coach Rule, one of the things he did was he was big on studies. You know, he's a big football guy, and one of the things he sent me was how the personnel groupings and stuff in the in the Big Ten last year. And uh, you know, it was surprising to see that eleven personnel was was the top amongst I think everyone but one one team. So. Um, uh, you get that with obviously in the bowl games you got a chance to see uh, Syracuse against Minnesota. You saw Illinois versus Mississippi State. So really, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a deal that that you know we're going to have to account for and and really our personnel comes into play. You know we got to I got to be able to put our guys in the best position to make plays. That's been the theme, Elijah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, our guys. It's versatility, and how do they? kind of adapt and adjust to Big Ten football with the personnel they have. And one thing I loved about that answer is that he pronounced the S in Illinois. He called it Illinois, and I love that for some reason. We'll wind down hour one on the way with Hale Varsity.